It's me, DJ Envy, with the word of the day. Subscribe. That's it. That's the word. The Alive Podcast Network is global streaming platform that curates the best black creative content in one spot. Just for you, tap in today for $5 in iOS, Android, and AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Finally, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Welcome back. We are live once again for part two of my cancer journey. And I have the lovely Angel Livis with me uh, <laughs> to help me walk through that journey. The second part of it, which was um, uh, interesting as well. But um, yeah, Angel, let's get right to it. You know, let's. let's All right. Well, let's definitely thank you again for having me. Um, definitely want to uh, acknowledge you for inviting me to be a part of this. Um, yesterday, well, shoot, not yesterday, but the last episode, yeah. we uh, talked about how um, you were diagnosed the first go round, the story of when it happened, how you found out, yeah. all of that, right? And we made it through like, okay, you were cancer free and um, you were sick still yeah. after the fact. Um, let's start with what was the time frame between being in remission cancer free and then what were your symptoms? Like when did you realize something was wrong? Yeah, so um, my last treatment for um, the first go round was uh, in January 2013, January 17th. I remember all the days that they're like, now they're like uh, anniversary days of like treatment and things of that nature. So uh, January 17, 2013. And so um, fast forward. So once you reach five years, you're like pretty much good to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that year, 2018, um, I started, I wanted to do a fast. So I started fasting. Um, I just, just a, a religious cleanse for myself. And so I did the Daniel fast. So I wasn't really eating much of anything, just fruits and vegetables and water. And so I started to kind of see the results and um, I was working out as well, running. I was definitely on my, really running a lot and I started to lose a lot of weight. And so I was like, okay, this is working, you know, cause usually 40 day fast, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, losing that weight. Um, and uh never been big either like so losing all this weight like what (laughs) i know i know i've never been big but you don't want that skinny fat you know nobody wants to be the skinny fat (laughs) that like that's the you're like cool but then you're like "Uh." so um as i was doing the fast uh i was um approaching um that year yeah 2018 so that was in april around that time um, I, um, I was at a wedding and so, um, my, um, my line brother, I was in his wedding and, um, went to Atlanta, but I started to feel like cold symptoms. Like I was always coughing and, and just cold sweats and things of that nature. But, you know, I'm thinking like it's the flu. So I'll take some like regular medicine. Um, and I, I had lost so much weight, so I had to get 
a lot of stuff readjusting, even my suits. And I was just like, dang, you know, like this is crazy. Like this, this weight is, is great. So that, yeah, it was five years. So I'm thinking everything is fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then after, during the wedding, a lot of people um, noticed, like some other people had like um, coughs and, and, you know, colds and things of that nature. It's crazy around, around Bay to have that. But then um, I started to uh, just kind of feel the same. I'm like, I'm taking all this medicine, NyQuil, you know, not Tylenol 3 this time. But, and, um, and then I had to go to the doctor just to, I think for a checkup. And so that's when me, me um, and my wife, um, um, we went to, to a checkup and then I, um, they, they gave me a note. Now, when you say a checkup, are you saying, was this like a cancer checkup? Was this like a regular physical, this, physical check, checkup? It's a cancer like, checkup. It's a re regular checkup. And um, where I was getting uh, my results back, because I always have to get blood drawn and, and CT scans, just, just in general. And the, the, represent, the, the rep gave me a note. She gave me a note and she said, um, your doctor left this for you. And so I look at it and it says, I need to get an um, ultrasound on my liver. And I'm like, why do I need to get an ultrasound on my liver? Like, this is, like, this is weird. Like, okay, whatever. Um, and I was talking to Miracle and I was like, why do I got to get an ultrasound on my liver? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And so um, I went and got the ultrasound and uh, they said that there was a mass, um, there was some lymph nodes, excuse me, on my liver. And, and I was just like, okay, you know, and I, so I called my oncologist and I was like, should I be worried about this? He was like, well, I mean, you have lymph nodes. Not, we're not going to call them cancerous, mm -hmm. but, you know, you have lymph nodes. And so I said, all right, okay, all right, sweet. And so, um, so that was in May. Um, after we came, came back, that was June. And because uh, it was, a, I think I want to say it was Memorial Day weekend, I believe, yeah. And um, in, so two months later, uh, I started to, like, really have these, cold symptoms like coughing and meetings and you know like and I was on and I was in one meeting where we had like the area president and like you know when you got the big boss in the room you know you want to be on your p's and q's but I'm like he he come he came in and he's talking and I'm like coughing and I'm trying to like take ginger chews and things of that nature to you know kind of calm the cough but it was like really really bad um I had came home and this is probably like the second week in July I came home and I was coughing so much, I started to dry heat. Mm. Started to dry heat. And it was so bad, like I could barely breathe. And, and so Miracle uh, took me to the hospital. She took me to the hospital because it was really bad. Like I was on, like on my knees, like really uh, bad. And, um, and, and then it was just like, they couldn't figure out what it was. You know, like they really couldn't figure out what it was. So, I didn't feel like I was had another episode. I was like, well, what is it? Is it an infection? Is it, you know, because I'm I've been having this cough, cold, whatever it is for quite some time. And so um once again, I um we went to the emergency room and then I had to uh stay in the hospital because they were like, um, we need to do more tests. We need to do more tests. Um so they had this, it was a little bit different this time. And I'm like, is this cancer again? I hope it's you know, not again, like five years free. I'm like, 
I thought how I was, long did it take for that idea to surface? Um, it probably the second day in the hospital. Um, because I, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm good, you know, like I'm good, you know, I, I've done my, I've done my part. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, no more cancer. We, I'm, nah, it's not possible. And so they had a team of doctors and nurses and they were testing me for all these like just infectious diseases um, or seeing if it's, it's an infection on my liver because there was no other, you know, kind of indications of anything else. Mm-hmm. And that, that part of it was very um, uncomfortable. You know, um, they, um, in the hospital, you get your wristband and anytime they charge you for something, it's just it's scanning your card, scanning your card, scanning your card. And I'm like, man, so how much is this really going to cost? Cause you know, you know, for me, I'm like the more, the longer that I'm in the hospital, the, the more, more, more $100,000 bill again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, um, they couldn't find anything and it was so annoying, you know, um, and, and shout out to Miracle for just being a trooper in the hospital. Those hospital, those hospital chairs are not comfortable to sleep in, you know, and I didn't really have much space that she could really lay in the bed with me. But um, we were on day three, these doctors come and then another group of students come and they're like coming in, like examining. I'm like, what's going, what's really going on? And so they were like, well, we can't find anything. Um, we, but we don't think it's okay for you to go home. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is crazy. You know, this is really crazy. Like something has to give, you know, like I'm not feeling well. And so this is when they said, you know what, we're going to do another biopsy. Well, we're going to do a biopsy on your liver. And I don't know if you know where your liver is. Do you know where your liver is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you're inside your rib cage. Mm-hmm. However, to do the biopsy, it was different from the first time where it was right through the chest, like straight in. They had to go in, go through. And so there's that little claw going in through there. And so the recovery of that felt like hell. Anytime I coughed, it hurt, you know, cause there's like a, a mini incision, you know? And, um, and so that was that. And so I was like waiting for the results and then, um, how long did wait? Uh, probably like three days because they were still, right. So three more days, you know? So I'm already at six days. You so know, you were 135,000. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And um, so they finally came back and they were saying, they said, um, you know, not only you have, you know, cancerous lymph nodes on your liver, you actually have them all over your body. So not only my liver, my spleen, and both sides of my chest. So anytime there's more than, uh, so that's how they constitute stages. They, they classify stages. If it's one place, like the first time is stage one. So mind you, I got liver, spleen, chest, chest. And so that's stage four. So this whole entire time, um, these calls, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature, that was the lymph nodes that were cancerous spreading all over my body. So I'm like, wow. So this, so, and that was, that was, that was, that took me back a little bit because this whole entire time that I'm thinking I'm losing this weight, I'm doing, you know, some really good stuff. Um, it's the cancer just growing and growing and growing. And because your liver holds all your nutrients, that's why I was losing weight. 
So, and I was just like, just taken away. I was taken away. And, um, and that, that, that really brought me down because I thought I was already, you know, done with cancer, dealing with it. And um, once again, not only stage one, but stage four. And uh, so I talked to my oncologist and he was just like, I'm, I don't know why I came back. So now I'm there, right? I'm there. I'm just kind of like, you don't know why I came back. Like, so was I not eating right? Like we saw the test every and single you going for your regular checkups? Yeah. So that's the scary part. I'm going to my checkups, my blood work looking good. I could have, I took my port, I was able to take my port out because you can take your port out after two years after, you, after your test. Mm -hmm. So I've done all these things, but why in the hell is it coming back again, but in a more aggressive form? Um, yeah, and so that, that, was, that was a breaking moment. And um, I was just in shock. Not only in shock, but just really, that got me down. That got me really in a dark place because um, I'm thinking I'm doing everything right. I'm trying to live right, trying to, you know, maintain my sanity um, and not, you know, deal with uh, cancer, but then knock, knock, I'm here, but I brought some people with me. I brought a little bit more with me. And so that, um, that was a game changer. That was a game changer, man. Um, and, um, and, it was, and it was tough because I had legally got married um, the 4th of May. And so... Of the same year? Yeah, the same year. Yeah, we, we, were, we didn't really want to tell anybody. We were kind of do that like, hey, surprise, you know, kind of like renewing our vows type thing. Um, but now I'm in a different space. I have now a wife who's dealt with cancer, but not really because her mom's a breast cancer survivor, but her mom never shared that piece with her. So she is like, so this is what the first year is looking like. I got to deal with cancer. Um, so that was tough. That was, that was a tough, that's tough. That's tough. Um, because I, 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 I went about cancer. Um, I didn't really, I didn't want no help. I was good. I was, because I felt though that I didn't want to, you know, I mean, your wife, you know, your wife is going to be there. going to, wants to, you know, make sure you're, you know, stay home and do all this. And, and I know that um, once I beat, I knew how I beat it last five years ago. Um, so I was going to do that again. I'm about to repeat, you know, but it was tough. Those, those conversations were tough because as she wanted me to kind of slow down and I was like, I gotta keep going. I gotta stay busy. I can't, I can't sit here because this time I'm really messed up. You know, like I'm really, um, trying to hold it on, hold on strong, um, because you know, this is this is messed up. Cancer, cancer. Why? How did this situation, round two, test your faith? Ooh, uh. <laughs> and so, uh, what's um? That's a great question. Um, it it had to humble me. It, it brought me to just humility. You know, um. And um, 
one thing that my mother, she prayed with me every single morning. Um, I, I think that it just grew my faith even stronger um, because when, um, you know, I called, I told my best friend, uh, Lauren, um, who's actually the producer of the show. Um, and she was like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, like five years and now it comes back. And, um, you know, we're both prayer worries for each other, but she just was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be praying hard and I'm gonna check on you every single day. Um, um, more than, you know, I did the last time, but the faith grew a little bit stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's that I had to have that, that, that mindset, but times 10 now times 10, because I just couldn't believe it. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there asking God, like, why, what, what's up, man? What are you trying to really tell me? You know, like I thought, I thought we, we, we had a deal. <laughs> I thought, I thought we had a deal and everything's good. So what, what are you really telling me? And so, um, I, I had to stay prayed up, you know, um, my sister, uh, Leslie, she gave me, um, a book of scriptures and a journal, um, to, cause you, you have to have that faith. Otherwise, um, you know, you, you allow the devil to take over your thoughts and, and just your, your energy. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, God, I, I had to, I had to get on my knees. Um, and I had some moments where, um, so I did this ritual, um, every time I took a shower, um, I would, um, just kind of, you know, do what I need to do, get cleaned up. And I would literally, um, sit at the edge of the tub and I would hold myself like, kind of like you hold your, your knees and I would just let the water just, just rain on me, you know, and I would, um, I would pray, but then the, that was my, my, um, my place to just let it out, you know, like to, to really just be vulnerable and just cry mm -hmm. because I was just like, this, this, this is not happening again, you know? And, um, but then also too, just to kind of let it out because I had to be strong to go to work, you know? Um, and that, that, and then to deal with that, you know, like, and the chemo wasn't as aggressive um, because classic Hodgkin's lymphoma um, is it's not as aggressive as large B cell lymphoma, but yeah, I, I, me and God, we were we were talking every day, probably four times a day, you know, um, just so I can have peace, mm -hmm. just so I can have peace. Um, and it sounds like when you were at the end of the tub, what it makes me think of is essentially allowing God's anointing to rain on you. Yep, and allowing yourself to submit to whatever that is and um being open to receiving yeah i and that's and and you're spot on with that you know it was and i and i did it like every day you know because i, I just felt like it was so much on my shoulders it was so much pressure you know um that was coming on to me um one being a new husband but and and then number two trying to be strong and be the example for um, the people that look up to me, you know, my, my nephews, my nieces, and just my, my team, you know, um, and, and, but at the same time, not extend, overextend myself to right. where, because I mean, I'm not invincible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I heard this earlier, um, actually yesterday, like you're not a superhero, but you are a warrior and there's yeah. a difference in knowing how to, 
you know, relinquish the whole ideals of like, I'm invincible. I can get through everything, but understanding like I'm a warrior, like you said, being a prayer warrior, being a warrior and just knowing like, okay, I've reached my capacity. Like this is, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had to, you know, like, um, that's the humility, but I think it was, it was, it was really tough for, for, and I go back to this for, for my wife, because I didn't let her do anything, you know? And, um, and I, I, I said this and I mean, I should have rephrased it a little bit better, but I, I said, um, I just want you to be the passenger in my Uber ride. Um, I want to just, just take a ride with me through this. Um, because this was the only way I knew how to beat, you know, cancer. One of the things that like I was actually about to go to, and this was a perfect segue is when it comes to being in a relationship and dealing with anything, right? We have our ways of coping. We have our ways of doing things, especially when you've been through something before you're like, yo, I need you to just sit back, relax and just watch me do this thing. Right, Right. Right. But understanding you have a responsibility to that person the first go around you were able to who you wanted to let in you let in who you didn't want to let in you shut out right you didn't really have that choice here so how were you able to invite her in and keep her at bay without making her feel unwanted i think i um i could have did a better job i um I kind of selfishly was just uh, going back to what I did the first time. And I think that, um, you know, that, that was my downfall. Um, I, I should have um, allowed her to play a part in the healing. Um, and one thing, a lesson learned is, is that, you know, um, just to, to um, you know, ask, ask your, your, your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know, just, and he just asked my wife, like, hey, you know, like, what is it that you want to do, you know, because I know, and just check in, right, because how are you handling all of this? I never asked. I didn't care, because I was going through the chemotherapy again, and I think that sometimes when we're going through things, and the people that love you, and the people that are there for you, you got to make sure they're good, too, you know, because they're, they're going through it with you, but if, if it's something like cancer, that's a whole different ball game because they're, they're thinking about like, dang, what's the next day going to look like? You know, what can I do? But I'm sure she felt that he ain't, he's not even allowed me to take a load off his shoulder. And so, um, yeah, that's why I messed up. I will say I, I definitely could have been better in allowing her to help and take some of the things off my shoulder rather than trying to be the strong man and just trying to be like, I got this, I got this and, and take and not, and not, um, you know, just tone it down a little bit. Now, were you able to, or was she able to communicate this to you during that time? Or did she essentially have to kind of hold her peace because she didn't want to add added stress to you? Well, she didn't want to add added stress, but we did have a conversation one time. Um, about this whole, you know, this whole journey. And, um, and then when I, when I just mentioned to you, like, you know, I just wanted her to just kind of be in my Uber ride and let me, you know, take the back seat. But I shouldn't have said take the back seat because I think that that was, that was like, damn, 
but I'm, I'm supposed to be your wife. I'm supposed to hold you down. You should be right saying? by your side. I'm yeah. by your side, but you're trying to do this by yourself. I thought we were supposed to be one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that the, during that time, I, um, it, yeah, I just, it, I, 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 you know what? It was just more or less like going through chemo again, going through the needles, going through the tests. And this time I had to go more frequently. Like I had 12 rounds every two weeks, you know, so it was bi-weekly. So last time it was every three weeks. And then I would, but this time it was just more frequently. And um, a part of me um, wishes I, you know, would have just been kind of a little bit more understanding. But another part of me was just like, I'm not in a, I'm not in the best headspace, you know, like I'm just, almost was it was almost depressing you know Mm -hmm. and i think many people do fall into a state of depression so how did you combat that so i had to um i i really it was it was one of those things where um you know i'm I'm big on positivity one of my strength finders is positivity and i had to continue to to take not only my, my my previous fight but also to, to um, really stay prayed up and um, allow, and this time I just told everybody, I let everybody know. I, I remember the first time I was like, uh, no, I said, hey, this is what's going on. You know, um, it's, it's back again and I have to deal with this. Um, but you know, what was dope about it is, it's like they said, well, you made cancer look so easy the first time do that again. You know what I mean? Like do that again. And that felt good. You know, um, shout out to not only my family, my mother, my sister, who just brought me anything that I needed. Um, shout out to Miracle is still trying to make the home comfortable. Um, but just my, uh, my frat brothers, again, just kind of making sure that I was good and other frat brothers that even took me to some of my treatments, you know, um, because it's so funny my uh my line brother and um you probably know him but uh justin faust he, he was like he didn't understand how real it was until he actually got to sit in the room mm-hmm. and this was my last treatment and when he saw that needle go into my port he was like oh this is real you never know how because you never exposed to it you know um but i had to you know get back into my super, superhero mode you know and, and that mindset because this is this shall pass um, but then also too, some of my Howard University family, um, Marcus Weir, by the way, actually was going through uh, treatment. And I was like, the type of treatment that you had, it sounds familiar to what I had. And so we were talking on Instagram um, and he was like, oh yeah, man, like I had a huge lump coming out of my chest and this is what happened. And so that that that's the kind of cancer support I want I want to have, not the sorrow stories. And you know, I want to have where he's like, you know what, you can get through it because I was still able to work. It's not as aggressive. And he's saying this, and this is his first time. So I'm like, if I had the worst, and my oncologist was telling me that was the worst, the R chop. This is this is this is going to be a little bit easier. Um, so really, just pouring into myself and and not allowing the devil to get the best of me, despite this coming back again and um but 
just like, again, that, that ritual in the shower helped me a lot because that was the time I had with God. That's the time I was able to let out. Um, there was this one time, man, um, I was taking a shower and because it's so much, you see what I'm saying? Like, I literally didn't even get a chance to do my ritual and I was just bawling out crying, you know, and a miracle came in and was like, are you okay? I was like, it's just a lot a lot this is heavy you know this is heavy and and i'm trying to stay strong and i'm trying to push through but i'm messed up i'm messed up about this you know what if i can't have kids you see what i'm saying what if what what happens you know next you know like um i know i'm not having the same side effects but like you know i don't know man like this this is tough this is, this is really, really tough, but you know, like I got to go through it. So from stage one and the treatment being the worst that it can possibly be. Yeah. Stage four and it not being as bad. Do you feel that stage one prepared you for your second time around mentally? Um, Yes, but I would say yes and no. Yes, because of the treatment and going through the motions of biopsies and things of that nature, you know, going through the motions of, you know, how do we find out if you are diagnosed with these things? Mm -hmm. Now, I say no is because um, it, that joy that of being free of this, this, this six letter word, um, it wasn't, that wasn't true anymore, you know, and uh, to the point where um, my oncologist was telling me about um, his gray zone lymph. So what I have is is called gray zone gray zone lymphoma, meaning that you've had um, large B cell lymphoma and you've had classic Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it's that's very rare um, to have. Sometimes it should come back in the same form. This came back in a different form. So um, to be told that you're high risk is um, it's, it's I, the first time could have never prepared me for that because now that I'm high risk, I have to really watch my stress levels. I have to really be in tune with um, my energy. Um, now, do you feel like you were high stress previously? Yeah, I mean, working at, you know, I'll say it, working at the bank is stressful. <laughs> Um, it's very stressful. It's very stressful when you um, are um, when you're managing other folks, and and, and it can be a, a very tedious task. Mm -hmm. um, customers, you know, I need fees, or a different part of the the company um, messed up their accounts and things of that nature. But I have to deal with that. Being yelled at, being told, "Hey, it's your fault," you know. Um, that's stressful. Yeah, it was very, very, very stressful. And, um, and at the same time, I was, uh, I had added on a job because I needed to, to pay off some certain things, but I was, but that, that job helped, but, you know, dealing with serving tables, I, I was working at Chaplain's. Uh, well, actually, I wasn't working at Chaplain's. That stopped. So then I had to deal with that stress of, I couldn't be around people like that because it's just not, it's not healthy. Um, people are, you know, 
you know, when you go to a restaurant, some people. COVID nineteen. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. You know, I just saw something. That, I just saw something today. It was crazy. No mask and it helped a lot of calls. So I was just like, oh, it's time to go. Um, <laughs> but um, no, the men mentally, it, it it didn't prepare me because um, I thought I was good, and um, and it took me to where I had to be in survival mode to the like to the to the 10th and 105th degree, but um, at the same time, not be selfish enough to let people in. How long was your treatment plan? Um, yeah, like I mentioned, it was 12. Um, so I started in July um, and then, yeah, we finished uh, February 7th, 2019. So I've, I've reached my one year. Um, five months ago, I reached my one year. So. Yeah, it was, it was 17, yeah, about five, six months, five, six months of treatment. Um, and uh, same, you know what, it was, the treatment wasn't as bad because I didn't have the same side effects, but um, I was a lot, I was tired more. I was a little bit more tired this time around. And um, and I, I just believe that um, it, it's, it's, Chemo is no joke, man. Um, and to have so much, the dosages of chemo that I've had, um, that's that's it's very dangerous. You know, you can only get so so much, you know, medicine in your body. You know, um, did you have to do radiation as well, or just chemo? So um, no radiation. So no radiation. Thank God. You know, I didn't have that that horror story again. You know. <laughs> Um, but in the, but it, but a part of another part that was stressful is is that I switched insurance carriers, and so I was with United Healthcare, but then I went to Kaiser. I heard so many things about Kaiser. My wife told me about Kaiser. Another colleague told me about Kaiser, but I didn't realize that um, I couldn't stay with the same doctor because mm -hmm. Kaiser is so specific. You got to use their doctors, and that was stressful. But that was where Miracle was definitely a lot of help because as I'm at work, she's trying to get paperwork and trying to talk to the doc to them to say, hey, you know, he needs this, he needs to stay with his oncologist because they were trying to switch me. And I didn't know if that other, the new oncologist, but Dr. Juan is amazing. So, but I didn't know if he was going to maybe start all over again or I had to go through, get another biopsy. Like that was so, that process was very stressful, but miracle she was able to help me me through that and so um that's when i did let let go you know and let her you know help um but um yeah that um it was um it it was it was okay you know like it wasn't as aggressive i didn't have hair loss as much i did lose hair but um it it was something that just humbled me even more um to to be able to kind of push through um, a lot easier um, than the last time, than the last time. So right about now, you're about a year and a half out, right? What are your rituals today? <laughs> um, so um, I still do the shower. My, I, um, I don't do it every day, but I when I'm when I'm getting there, or when I'm thinking about it, or when I'm having the nightmares of you know being in a hospital and being like a little guinea pig or operation toy, um, I um, I do my ritual at the end of the tub, you know, knees curled up, you know, fetal, 
um, I do that. Um, another thing is that I, um, I exercise. You know, when I, when I get to that certain space, I, I need to exercise. It allows me to run free. I feel free when I'm, and I, and I run, I'm a runner, um, but it, feel, it allows me to just kind of, you know, be in a space where I'm at peace. Um, another ritual is for myself is that I, um, I don't tolerate stress, you know, and, and how I don't tolerate stress is, is just to avoid those, those moments because um, like I mentioned to you, I'm high risk now. And so, um, and I, I didn't, I don't think I mentioned this, but with my new oncologist, he was scared to tell me that I was high risk um, because he, once again, he's never seen someone have both spectrums of this, this thing called lymphoma. And, you know, we were in the doctor's office and I was like, why are you so silent? You know, and, and that's another thing, you know, ask the doctors these questions because they won't, sometimes they won't tell you. Sometimes they're afraid to tell you not. And he was like, I, uh, I don't think you want to hear this. And I said, hey, doc, I've been through it, through hell and back. I need you to tell me what's up. So he basically told me, number one, um, you may not have kids. You see what I'm saying? So, but number two, you're high risk. So if for whatever reason, that this comes back again, then it's gonna hit me in the worst way. Because then I would be required to get a stem cell transplant where they would put me under, take my stem cells, clean them up. Um, but the recovery process takes time. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, that, I didn't wanna hear that I'm high risk, you know? That was hard, that was hard to accept. You know, cause now I have to be careful about every single thing that I do. You know, so no stress, anything, you know, how I eat, you know, maintaining my energy, my chakras, however you want to say it, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, um, I, I have to be careful about life now. However, so like you have a greater appreciation. <laughs> I have a whole greater appreciation. And, and honestly, um, um, I was just talking to another survivor um, who just uh, finished their chemo. Um, like a, a couple months, like a month ago. And you just have to, one, don't take life for granted. And two, just live life to the fullest because yeah. tomorrow is not promised. Mm -hmm. And I know that's cliche-ish, but like when you've gone through what I've gone through, you, you, you have to live life like tomorrow is not promised and, and, and fulfill those dreams or just go for it, you know? Like, and when so I went for it and I started a nonprofit, you know? Um, to help cancer survivors like myself um, be able to have this platform like we have now to be able to have that therapy to get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's heavy. You know, I have some people that are still just like dealing with it, you know, and, and they're, you know, four or five years now just getting comfortable, you know, to be able to, to say, hey, I'm a cancer survivor, whether you like it or not. Right. Because the world makes it seem so bad. You know, like they hear it, they're like, oh, tiptoe. Oh, God bless you. You know, like, <laughs> like that's, back. yeah, God bless you, you know, so, yeah. Now, I want to back up for a second. And I think this may have been where you were going before I took us in that direction. No worries. You're talking about what the doctor told you that you could never have. Yeah. And um, I'm always very, um, 
intentional with acknowledging what science and doctors tell us is never possible and yeah, can't yeah. happen. And that faith-based part, you yeah. know, but God, right? And yeah. I have my own testimonies about that, but I know that you have a little girl now and you were told <laughs> that you would not be able yeah. to have a child. Yeah. So what was that moment like? Wow. So, um, you know, for those that don't know, if chemo kills, you know, your sperm count, you know, like, and you're told prior to even starting chemo to find a sperm uh, lab to freeze your sperm, you know, because the amount of chemotherapy, you just, it cuts it in half and cuts it in half and cuts it in half. So um, once again, to, you know, be told like, Dan, you're not going to have kids. I already started to think like, I'm just going to have to adopt you know, like, and I talked to my wife about that, like, how do you feel about adoption? And she was with it, you know. Um, however, you know, um, it was September of last year. And um, my wife, you know, brought it to my attention. Hey, we're expecting. I said, what? It, it, was, it was kind of weird because it was like, when she told me, I was just, I was in, I was like, nah. In my head, I was like, nah, and I'm sure she'd be like, dang, I'm telling you we're having a baby, and this is your response? Like, <laughs> what, like what are you on? You see what I'm saying? Like, right. but, um, in that moment, I just didn't think it was surreal, you know? Um, but she had three tests. She was like, yeah, I, I've taken it, you know? Um, we're having a, a, a baby. And then, so for me, um, it was just like, through God, all things are possible, you know? And even when I told my doctor, he was like, what? He was like, are you you're having a child? You didn't freeze your sperm? And I said, no. And so, you know, um, Nova is her name, you know, and that's what an H and Nova means gift from God. And, and, and you know, I've, I've heard stories of people that couldn't have kids and, you know, it happened and, and I'm just blessed, you know, um, I'm, I'm very grateful that God, um, allowed me to have something that they said I couldn't have. And, um, and that's made me even put more uh, faith in him because he can make a way out of no way. And, and, and I'm, I'm blessed because not many people um, were, are able to do that. You know, um, you usually don't have any more swimmers. So I, um, I'm grateful for her. And um, if we decide to have more kids, you know, I just know I'm gonna put it in God's hands again because you know um, he can make a, he can make it happen. He can definitely make it happen. So um, that's it's a miracle, baby, and and my wife's name is Miracle. So it was a miracle within a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that it's like she yeah, Nova's a miracle within a miracle, and and that's dope. And maybe God aligned it that way. You know, I'm, who knows? You know, it's, it's almost scary a little bit, but you know that's how it happened. It's your blessing. So, yes, I am. Yes, it is. Yes, it I'm is. loving it. So I feel like your journey has been um, one that is definitely for the books. So hopefully these are things that you are compiling to be able to share with people <laughs> in book form. Um, but I would say that, you know, as we get ready to wrap up, where you are today, you know, um, still in your 30s. Yeah. And I don't have, look like it, but, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and have been through all of what you've been through. Yeah. Would you change any of it? Dang. 
that's a that's a heavy question. It's very heavy. Um, you know what? Uh, no, you know what? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. You know, I when I when I think back about everything that has transpired um, prior to the first diagnoses, um, to after the first diagnoses, and to now, I, I I've been truly blessed and. It's, it's very inspiring how I was able to um, fight the battle of cancer, not only the first time and, and, and live life to the fullest, but even the second time to really, um, you know, not only have my faith grow a trillion, but the, the opportunities that I had. I mean, I've, I've um, been blessed to go to major workshops um, for the company, you know, the Black African American Leaders Program in North Carolina. I got selected for that. Um, being power, I mean, these awards that I've been receiving, you know, um, the Coaches vs. Cancer and, and then just that, that, that connection with American Cancer Society, uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, just would light the night and, and being tapped on and say, hey, you know, um, I think you would be dope um, person because of what you've done. Um, just the the things that I've accomplished during Howard Homecoming. You are enough. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 being and, and believing in myself because a lot of those events, as you know, I came up with that by myself. Those are my visions, you know. And I've took chances on those, but I'm like, I always think about it. Like if I can beat cancer, I can I can make this happen. To even now, creating a nonprofit that. Um, that is just a unique and different, right? Um, and black owned, you know, cause a lot of time, a lot of these um, nonprofits or these cancer initiatives are not owned by us. You know, like if you look, you can look at the leadership and it's all, you know, white and Caucasian and I'm not knocking that, but you know, I, I was inspired to start positive deposits, not only to, to, to speak positivity into cancer survivors or patients, but just give um, us as black and brown uh, people some hope, you know, and a voice and, and, and be courageous to talk about this right here or raise money and support families and people that really need it or challenge big companies like LLS to do more in the community rather than in the, the rich neighborhoods, I would say. You know, the Rockfields, the Reston. No, come to PG County, come to Ward 8. What can you offer? So that they they can believe in the company um, to support, or you know you know what, maybe we don't need them, and we and, and positive deposits can be that the support system um, for the community. And um, now I'm just blessed, you know, and just to to be able to overcome anything. And and so as I pour into my legacy, I want Nova to know that she can do anything she puts her mind to, you know, um, because whatever you pour, put into your mental, like I was saying the other time is, is gonna drive, you know, your, your destiny. It's gonna drive your destiny. And once you start not putting your faith in God and start getting into your head and, and thinking those negative thoughts, it's gonna slow down the process. It's gonna slow down whatever you wanna do. Um, only the strong survive. Only the strong survive and that's, that's just, that's the reality of, of this whole thing. But I'm just blessed. I'm very blessed. And uh, I want more other people to know that 
having cancer and, and surviving is a, not only a blessing, but it's a testimony that will touch other people's lives to help them through it. And it's okay to say, I am a cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. I went through this, but I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere and I'm going to do dope things and I'm going to be great. And I'm a soar higher than anyone else. Right. Now, my next two questions. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in words of affirmation. I love words of affirmation. Ooh, that's your love language? That's definitely my love language. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are some of the words of affirmation that carried you through mm. during these years? Um, one of them is, um, and I, I received this note um, when I first uh, got my port put in, and this is from uh, uh, from my my wife. Um, she said that you you're my Superman. You know you you are you are amazing, and you're my Superman. Um, you're uh, my other my other boss told me you know you're the definition of perseverance. You know um, you're resilient. Um, you, you are not only hope, but your inspiration for the future. Um, I've been told that you just, um, you're hardworking, but your hard work pays off, you know? Um, and so just, those are just some, um, but also you're a fighter. You are a fighter. You're a fearless fighter. So hearing those things just help, you know, because as you know, words of affirmation is those are those genuine words that are feel goods that fill up your love tank. Yeah. And positive. Yeah, they're very positive. They have to come from the heart. You can tell if it's if it's not, and then you'd be like, nope, my love tank going down. Okay, side eye, right? <laughs> side eye. Okay. Bye -bye. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, those those are the ones that that really, you know, stuck out, you know. Okay, so part two of that question. Do you have a, um, a favorite Bible verse? And if you do, what is it? Oh, man. <sighs> Where's my phone? Jesus. <laughs> um, the Bible app. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 need to get, I need to get the Bible app. Hold up, hold up. I, um my favorite my favorite verse um uh it is it's in it's in corinthians um hold up first corinthians i know you weren't prepared for that one That's i like definitely wasn't very actually um i'll take that back and so um this is a actually um a uh have this uh, a tattoo actually and is it, it is uh, isaiah 54 17 um no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me says the lord and so um isaiah 54 17 is that's my verse and um I truly believe that, you know, because a lot of times, you know, um, people will tell you, you won't, you won't be here. You know, people tell you, you can't do it. People to always try to bring you down. But when you truly believe in God and you truly really believe in God and put all your faith in there, once you speak 
that out there, nothing can get in your way. And it's only if you allow it to, then it will. And so um, that is one of my favorite verses. Um, I, I tattooed it on myself. I don't know if tattoos are sin, uh, but Isaiah 54, 17 is, is, is my verse. And so I, I just challenge everyone to not only uh, get connected with God, but, you know, have that favorite verse, you know, um, what's your favorite verse? Oh my goodness. Um, so I, sorry, children running outside. <laughs> um, so I have a few of them, um, but definitely no weapon formed against me. Um, but when it comes time to really um, narrow down and just be one and yeah. then the spirit is um, the verse, I don't know it by heart, but it essentially talks about like how God knew who you were before you were even born. Mm. and never worrying about anything that anybody else puts on you yeah. but knowing that god knew who you were before you were even in your mother's yeah. womb um, and to me that's very powerful because we go through so many ups and downs we go through so many um trials and tribulations and there's even a stint of time where you're trying to identify who you are yeah. and you're trying to find yourself yeah. And so just being able to dig inside of you and really believe that God has already called you through your time, through whatever storms yeah. you've already made it through those storms. And so yeah. to know that all of that resides in you and to know that I can look within myself, seek God's face yeah, and everything will be okay. To me, those are just some like powerful scriptures that I, often keep top of mind before I do anything. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a really good question, man. You had me off. <laughs> threw me off. Wait, you had me stopped. I'm like, crap. I don't know the exact verse, <laughs> but this is what they said. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely, man. Um, well, since that's the last question, um, I will say, man, this, this is a pleasure uh, allowing you to, you know, walk me through that um, that journey and and it's so funny you mentioned about a book and uh i am going to write a book which will you know really really dig in deep you know with only an hour you can only go so much but um i'm i'm blessed to have you to help me navigate through those 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 moments and those um um questions that really touch into my journey and i, I just want to say for everyone that's listening that um cancer is never your downfall and you should never, ever, ever, ever sink in your sorrows because God has your back, but you have to claim it. You have to claim the victory and you can get through it. Cancer is just another hurdle that you just have to jump over and um, you can beat it just like I did and, um, and you, you will be fine. And so um, uh I will just say that, you know, you can definitely, um, I want to not only thank Angel again, but also to um, follow us on Instagram at positive deposits, I-N-C underscore, um, the website, um, positivedeposits.org. Um, you can hear this again. You can share this with your friends and family um, at iHeartRadio, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yes, we are on all platforms. And... Um, you know, uh, and Angel, and if you want to follow this host or you want this host to interview you, <laughs> trust, 
Um, you is it was it DC Media Connect, right? Yeah, on social media, we're DC Media Connect. Um, yeah. Our website, DC Media Connection. Um, but before I go to complete close, can I say one thing, Presley? Of course, yeah, no okay. question. So one of the things that, uh, I don't know, it just hit my spirit to share this with your audience. Um, yeah. I have this analogy um, around your storm. Yeah. And a lot of times people are so afraid of being in a storm mm. and your storm is where your muscles are made Ooh. your storm is where you are able to really grow deeper in your relationship with christ you're able to really touch and tap into your faith that's yeah. one but your storm creates your story mm. your story is where you can take everything that you've been through and not only is it a testimony, but you feel good in being able to release it because you're no longer harboring it. It's no longer a weight on you. You're able to share it with other people and other people are able to learn from it. And other people in learning from that situation, they're able to say, I can make it through this storm that I might be going through as yeah. well. Now, I take it one step forward. So your storm becomes your story your story becomes your store. That's your financial blessing that comes from sharing. Everything that God puts us through, it's so that he gets the glory ultimately. But you have to be willing to fight through the storm. You have to be willing to share the story so that God can get the glory and God will bless you in multitude of ways. But you have to be willing to go through each of those phases. So wherever you are, in your storm know that it's okay to own it to share it and that there's a blessing waiting for you on the other side Woo. and now that's a positive deposits <laughs> that is a positive deposit so um i'm going to end with that and angel thank you for that that that, that um those strong points and um you know you've done it you you've already just put the signature of transforming minds to change lives. And so I want to thank you for coming on this journey with me, uh, not only once, but twice. Um, and um, yeah, it's a wrap. It is a wrap. Thank you so much. We'll talk to y'all soon.